smartest man alive! You're gonna die, clown! And that's what I call high quality a tool. I'm Scuba Sam, Scuba Steve's father. We eat the pig and then together we burn! Well, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest installment of the Billy Gilmore podcast, uh, the podcast for the discerning fan of the Sandman. Uh, I am your host, as always, Wilson Smith, and joining me, as always, uh, remotely this time, uh, are... Hi, this is Chris Giles. And this is Austin Colt. And we are especially happy to have you all with us for this uh, this episode. Um you know, a, a lot has changed since our last episode. Uh, a, a whole bunch of, like, world historical events have uh, sort of uh, contrived to uh, throw all of us off of our game collectively. Um, and uh, I'm very grateful that uh, we have this podcast to, uh, you know, something a little bit of normalcy to fall back on. You know, uh, we're all apart now, but we can still enjoy uh, the works, uh, the many works of Adam Sandler uh, together and, and chat about them. Uh, I know when we recorded the funny people episode, I made a crack about like, Oh, we're recording from a, a bunker due to coronavirus. But now that's a lot closer to reality than we ever thought possible. <laughs> so, uh, hope you're all held holding up out there. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess, uh, let's see, uh, some Sandler news, uh, Really, uh, it's not too much. You know, there's been other stuff going on in the world, but uh, I guess, um, well, he canceled his remaining tour dates, or, or postponed, rather, his remaining tour dates for his uh, his, his live show, uh, and that's out of prudence and caution, and everything shut down, so it makes sense. Um, but then, um, Austin, you said that uh, yeah, there's some news about Uncut Gems coming to streaming? Yeah, it looks like Uncut Gems is going to be coming to Netflix uh, in May. And it's currently available Blu-ray, DVD, streaming otherwise for a fee. Yeah, so that's, you know, if, if you haven't watched it yet somehow, I can't imagine many people would be listening to this who haven't also watched Uncut Gems. But uh, if you haven't seen it, now that you have a lot of free time on your hands and you got to stay at home, uh, why not give it a shot? Uh, I know I will. Um, I'll watch it again, rather. Um, and then, yeah, and Chris, uh, you watched a bit of, uh, yeah, Sandler made a, a, an appearance, uh, a very special appearance uh, for with Conan O'Brien. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Conan, like many other, um, uh, you know, late night uh, comedy hosts, um, has been doing the past week or week and a half of his episodes remotely from his home, um, uh, you know, to uh, practice social distancing and all that. And uh, it's the new it's the new normal world that we're getting used to right now and uh yeah um just this week sandler uh you know old-time friend of conan um sandler uh, appeared on the sh- on the show um also from like remotely from from his home as well and um it was good like you can, you can find it on youtube right now um all told like their little interview such as it is lasts about 20 minutes it's a nice little pleasant distraction from uh the craziness of the world right now and um it's, you know, it's Conan and Sandler. They're just making jokes, cracks about their families and being uh, technologically illiterate. And uh, Sandler does a funny bit about going on for like a walk with his kids, uh, with their dog and um, overly friendly neighbors trying to like get close to pet the dogs. And Sandler has to pull out the crazy Sandler screaming voice that we know so well um, to try to, you know, get their neighbors to keep keep a safe distance. And it's it's good stuff. I always, always love um 
Sandler's appearances on Conan because there's obviously like a like a lot of shared history and friendship there, and it, it's always fun watching them hang out and talk together. And so, yeah, no, uh, it's uh, that's certainly worth your time. And as you said, Wilson, we have plenty of it. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so yeah, so it's it's re- relatively uh, skimpy on the news out there, um, you know. But hopefully, uh, they can safely from post production, they can safely finish Hubie Halloween and deliver everybody a special treat on Netflix sooner rather than later. Um, uh, you know, just to make all this a little bit more bearable, a new Sandman joint. Uh, you know, just being directly into our homes. What a gift that would be if you're listening, Adam. Please heed my heed my call. Um, so yeah, so I didn't even mention what, uh, what film, uh, we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, but of course, if you've been following along, uh, you know that, uh, you know, we last covered Funny People, a big, big movie for the Sandman. And now, uh, we have moved on to, uh, his post Funny People career. I do think that's sort of the, 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 there's before Funny People and after Funny People in a lot of ways. And uh, we're actually weirdly in this we're in this interesting little pocket where there's actually, I think, only six or seven more movies that he put out in theaters Um, like uh, happy, uh, happy Madison movies like out in theaters Um, and Grown Ups being the first one. It's sort of uh, it's sort of interesting uh, because this one was really when it came out, this film inspired a lot of anger. Yeah. so I don't know. Do you do you guys remember what your thoughts were on this movie when it came out? Like when you saw the trailer, post Funny People. Like what were your what were you thinking about uh, Sandler's choice of um, choice of roles after he showed us what he could do? <laughs> I mean, I'm ashamed to admit it now because obviously my opinions on this matter, my my perspective has certainly changed over the past ten years or over the following ten years since it's released. But I remember. Well, first of all, I did not see Grown Ups or its sequel in theaters, nor did I see Jack and Jill. Really, any of the, the subsequent post-Funny People movie, I totally slept on, um, which is to say I was aware of their existence and thought like, oh, man, he, um, he showed such interesting depth and self-criticism and Funny People. And now he's going back to doing the same. Well, well not, not not even like the same damn damn crap but like more so he was doing the, the the kind of movies that funny people was making fun of it's like he totally mm-hmm. didn't learn anything from the from the brilliance of that movie which i i'm certainly eating my words now um on that <laughs> i'm the first to admit it because you know we we've always joked about um how the timing of this podcast uh has you know been uh or uh you know has been like fortunate and, and faithful um and Growing ups and the timing of us doing this episode is no exception because, you know, I watched it like one and a half times today and, you know, the world's on fire right now. We're all scared and stressed and out of work and we all know what the next, what the following months are going to entail and kicking back with this nice, sweet, silly movie with Sandler and his buddies having a good old time. uh, It's incredible to me that and hilarious to me that this movie was received with the with the vitriol that it was because who could get mad at this movie and why would you get mad at this movie if people yeah it was i remember it, it was talked about and reacted to with such with such like oh this is a new low for sandler how dare he you know use millions of dollars to for like a paid vacation with with his buddies and you know you watch it now it's like yeah no uh good for him <laughs> yep what about you austin yeah um, I, you know, I, I kind of remember this movie. Uh, I didn't see it in theaters. I watched it some sometime afterwards on DVD. Um, 
And I remember this movie just as like standing out as kind of being, and this would have predated that film by a couple of years, but kind of like the Avengers of uh, Sandler comedy. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely what it is. I mean, I don't know if we've gotten this many like big time players in a single film for like real roles in his uh, career up to this point. But yeah, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't interested in it. Honestly, from the surface, it kind of seems like one of those uh, one of those more mundane, family-driven dr- Sandler films, which it kind of is in ways, but uh, it's also bananas in other ways. But yeah, I don't. Re- I remember. Yeah, this was definitely in the time of the the hate uh, for Adam Sandler. So I think um, I think people were bashing it i mean i for some reason i recall something on twitter around that time but i don't recall i mean this was a this was definitely a um uh, it it was much maligned just from the trailer people were like this is you know the the knock on adam sandler has generally been that he is a, a lazy guy uh, who doesn't put enough like care and attention into his movies and he just sort of coasts, uh, uh, you know, whatever. And this movie, it's, you know, so, so when I, when this movie came out, I was very much in the pocket of like, what man, like you, you were so good and funny people. Why in God's name would you throw that away? Like, you know, it felt, I was in the camp who thought it felt almost like spite even though he would have been filming this before funny people ever even came out. So it's not like he's reacting to anything, but it was just like, Oh man, like you're so brilliant in that movie and punch drunk love. And how, you know, how are you going to do, do us like that? Um, and watching it now, not only is it more, um, not only is it more, uh, what, you know, but because of the circumstances, it's a lot easier to sort of like roll with the, the positive vibes that it gives off. But also watching it this time, I had this, it, this movie has a weird, interesting re- relationship to funny people for me, just in the sense of like, he's, I don't know, like there's, there, aside from the grownups films, uh, you know, it's like the grownups films and funny people have the most amount of, uh, you know, people just hanging around making themselves laugh. Like funny, funny people, obviously about the world of stand up comedy, which Adam Sandler knew very well. And there's all those scenes for plot reasons of them, you know, like sort of making each other laugh. It's like showing off or whatever. And this movie, like I just kept noticing how many scenes ended with, you know, a character would tell a joke and all the other characters would laugh at it. Like, oh, we, the characters are having a good time with hanging out with each other. Um, and it's a very interesting, it's something that is was perhaps a little too easy to discount uh, in 2010 when I was cynically, you know, being like, well, you know, he's just hanging out with his buddies. Now it's not even, it's like, yeah. And like, so what? Like he's living the dream. I wish, I I wish I could do this. (laughs) Um, But yeah, yeah. I don't know. For sure. Yeah. It's, um, and again, like, like, and like not to belabor the point, but the level of, like kind of like acid and contempt this movie was met with um in relation to how genial it is as a viewing experience is 
is is just very funny to me and kind of bizarre because you, I mean, you know, we can get into it when we get into like Grown Ups Two and all that, but uh, but just watching this, it's like, oh, who like who would have their knives out for this movie? Like, I can understand not really caring for it or not really being like you know not giving it much much thought, but uh, it's too it's too pleasant of a hang to uh, to have any other reaction to it than like oh cool he's having fun with this with, with his buddies and um it is like a very like stacked cast of enjoyable people having a nice time together um you know uh, like how many you know kind of criterion collection uh, you know uh, uh hogging people out there you know love to use the term hangout movie in reference to howard hawks or richard linklater well this is not that different from that from that type of uh, good good you know vibe of the movie um, it's just you know it's sandler so it's bad yeah yeah the um, uh, uh the you know one thing i think that probably fueled the fire potentially with this movie i, I haven't seen the trailer to this in a long time uh but i distinctly remember the grown-ups 2 trailer starting out with like a deer that is broken into their home yeah. and then and then it wakes up it like wakes up adam sandler by like pissing directly in his face, oh, so it's maybe incredible. it's an incredible sequence. Yeah, so maybe it was that that people are like, "This movie's just that." Ugh. Like, I don't know if this movie had the same thing. I could have seen like you know the, I could have seen a, a moment that would have been in the trailer being like the Steve Buscemi coming off of the, uh, like the, the wire, um, the right, uh, whatever that thing is called. Um, Zipline? Zipline, yes. If memory serves, I think a big trailer, like, money shot moment um, for, 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 for the first grown-ups was um, all the dudes in the water park pool just sitting in their own blue-hued piss. Um, yep. Remember that thing? <laughs> like, 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 just a big marketing moment. And maybe and maybe that, like, did it no favors with the, with the critical elite. Uh, uh, <laughs> like, oh, wow, no, this is Sandler literally just sitting in his own piss. Like, enjoy, America. <laughs> And enjoy America did. Uh, we sure did, um, truly. Um, so uh, yeah, so the the nice thing about this movie uh, is that there's no plot. There's really no plot to speak of, um, and so it should be fairly easy to uh, to recap. There's just not a lot to it. Um, basically, uh, you know, it's off with. Um, We've got uh, Sandler Squad member Blake Clark playing uh, the the coach. The uh, it, it's 1977, and all our main characters uh, who are, for the record, I guess we haven't even mentioned uh, Adam Sandler, Rob Schneider, Kevin James, David Spade, and Chris Rock, uh, amongst many many other people. But those are like the, those those are the main folks, the main troop. Um, and we start off seeing them as like young kids playing this this basketball game, uh, and they make you know make uh, against this other team. They make uh, make a big shot. Uh, Adam Sandler's character makes a big shot at the end. Uh, it's a huge deal. Uh, and uh, yeah, and we fa- flash forward to uh, the present day, 2010, uh, where we see how all these folks are living now that they've sort of grown up. And it's not like they're it's it doesn't feel during the movie that they've ever really grown that far apart. Like they, they seem to pick up their again. The movie's very conflict averse, so I get why they didn't go down that route, that road. But it is just like, oh yeah, it's funny that like they're all like they they kind of become they're just like buds again immediately. Um, but yes, yeah, yeah. so Adam Sandler is a Hollywood hotshot agent, uh, 
Um, what, what's his name? His character's name? Uh, what's the last name? Uh, uh, Fader? Fader? Uh, Lenny Fetter. Lenny Fetter, yes. Um, and he is a hotshot agent, and we know that because when he walks into... We see his mansion, and when he walks into the room... Uh, he is uh, talking on the phone, and he's just like, oh, like, uh, Brad Pitt's not going to be in your movie. Now Julie Roberts isn't going to be in your movie. Uh, you know, I just did that, and it's just like, oh, man, that's, you know, he's wheeling and dealing. Uh, and he says he says he's t- talking to a person named Sandy, and I like to imagine he's talking to Sandy Wexler, uh, <laughs> his character from his hit Netflix film. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's just some, some bit with his kids uh, where he notices that they're uh, – you know, he wishes they could go outside and play. Uh, one of the one of his sons, incidentally, we should mention, um, is played by Cameron Boyce, uh, who young actor. He was in this D- uh, Disney TV uh, these Disney TV movies called The Descendants. Um, in addition to this, uh, and he tragically a year ago uh, passed away from complications of epilepsy. Um, it was a sad thing, and Sandler and Salma Hayek both, respectively, sort of released statements about it. Um, but anyways, yeah, so he's there. They are playing a first-person shooter game that appears to be about how you uh, murder civilians on a cruise ship. <laughs> yeah, I did not get this. I did not get what this game was. This game was crazy. Yeah, and um, I, I did, you know, there's there's a part where uh, they, they, I guess you shoot, a, you, you toss a granny off, uh, you toss a granny off the side and then you get a bonus that says granny overboard. Um, that was funny. Um, there's a whole thing. They put, where uh, they put a lot of work into that, like developing that game. I mean, from what I understand about making video games, it seemed like they actually kind of had like to render out and like make an actual game. So I, I imagine somewhere this game is available to play for its like five minute duration. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, you would have to build it out somehow. So like that's yeah. I, I wonder who I wonder what poor Sony Sony Pictures intern had to had to do that. Um, there's a whole uh, basically Sandler's an agent. His wife Salma Hayek is a uh, fashion designer, um, and they also have a daughter who is introduced to us uh, by crashing the car on the front lawn because she wanted to use the navigation system to do. I, I don't know. It's dumb. This this little girl annoyed me. Um, <laughs> But um, and that way he learns that uh, he learns that, that his coach has died. Um, and then we see Kevin James's uh, lo- uh, family life. He's in this backyard pool, above ground pool with his daughter and son, uh, his wife, uh, acclaimed actress Maria Bello uh, comes out and uh, tells him, like, oh, like, you've got a phone call, like, come in. And I guess it's the phone call about the coach dying. Uh, and Kevin James attempts to get out of his pool, and uh, because he's a, a large man, he destroys the frame, and everyone comes tumbling out of it. Um, you know, we all laughed a bunch. <laughs> um, all then, I could think of was the, like, a huge loss of water. Because they're just going to fill that thing right back up. It's just like, oh, Jesus, how many gallons are you losing here? Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, uh, let's see. So do we go to, I think we go to Rock next? Uh, right? I, yeah, I, I'm a little fuzzy in this. I didn't take notes for this first section. Um, but yeah, we see Chris Rock in his family life. He uh, is the house husband. Uh, he has two children with Maya Rudolph, uh, who is pregnant in the movie, and they have two like adolescent kids. 
Uh, and they also live with Maya Rudolph's mother, who uh, is a sassy granny. Know, sassy granny. Uh, she's she's rude and full of tude. Um, and then uh, let's see what 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 even happened? Oh, Spade. Yeah, David Spade is in bed with a David Spade is in bed with a woman who has an O.J. Simpson tattoo, um, <laughs> and he gets the call. Um, and he we get our first official bit of product placement i think where uh i mean it's only it's only verbal but when uh, he's just like if i die tell him it was uh jenny from applebee's um I, did we get a uh did we get an introduction to rob schneider i'm not even i don't remember what i mean it would have been with him and the old lady but i don't remember it specifically either okay so we'll just assume that doesn't happen <laughs> Um, but then, uh, so yeah, so they all head home, uh, they, they head back to their hometown. Uh, is it given a name? Their hometown? Uh, it is, there is a name. I don't remember what it is. Or at least I remember like the, the shirts, the lake, the lake right. has a, has a name cause they're all wearing these shirts, but I do not remember the hometown. Let's see. Um, but yeah, so they all, they all, uh, make it back in time for the funeral. And uh, basically, the, the scenes and all the scenes in this movie play out in a very similar way. It's like we have like a base, and our and our main characters sort of wander into the action and proceed to basically just roast each other. Um, sometimes there's physical comedy to sort of uh, supplement that, but for the most part, it's just them sort of standing in a row, it, 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 standing around, um, throwing zingers at each other. Um, so that happens. We see that at the beginning here. They, you know, they uh, get to they go to this funeral. Uh, they're all, uh, you know, they're they're saying all sorts of cracks to each other about like, you know, oh Kevin James, you eat too much KFC. Like, oh Rob Schneider, you're dating an eighty year old. Like, uh, you know, David David Spade shows up to the funeral wearing extremely casual attire, like no suit at all. I thought that was funny. Um, and afterwards, they're all sort of uh, well, oh. <laughs> During the funeral, uh, one of the biggest laughs of the movie happens, which is that um, Rob Schneider's character, who's a little bit hippy-dippy weirdo type guy, um, he sings uh, Ave Maria uh, to to the entire congregation while like holding a large blown-up photo of their coach, Blake Clark. <laughs> um, and it's very funny. He like gets down on one knee and like grenades everybody. Um, we see in the church, uh, we get our first glimpse of Colin Quinn and, uh, Jonathan Loughran, uh, Jonathan Loughran, Sandler squad member for sure. Um, it's Colin Quinn. What's the, what's, uh, let's see. I mean, I, I know they're all in grownups too. So technically it's it, technically it counts. Um, has Colin uh, Quinn been in a, another one? I feel like we've seen him. Sandy Wexler. Sandy Wexler. Uh, yeah. he's. Uh, doesn't look doesn't look like he's been in, no he has not been in a he's not been in a Sandler movie until now but he's in Grown Ups that's my boy Grown Ups two Sandy Wexler and Hubie Halloween yeah huh. so I guess uh, it like it took him a while as an SNL alum to finally join the gang but uh, here he is that that's right um, so you know they are uh, they, they are the kids who were beaten by uh, Adam Sandler's whole squad. Um, I guess this is like Sandler Squad, the movie. Um, <laughs> beaten by his whole squad, 
uh, in that early game. And like this always happens in movies where like a, a, a thing that most of us would just forget about or maybe talk about with our therapist becomes like a foundational trauma that has affected every aspect of your life. Um, so these people are just like, they're like, oh, like they're still burning up about how they lost that, that big game back in the day. Um, there's some business afterwards with, uh, like we learned that, uh, Kevin James and Maria Bello's son is, um, uh, he's four, but he still is encouraged to, and enjoys breastfeeding. Um, great line from the trailer where Kevin James was like, uh, they're like, how old is he? And he goes, uh, 48 months. And Chris Rock's just like, that's four. <laughs> um, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Um, let's see what else are there. Like I said, this one's kind of a hard one to recap because there's not, it's just a lot of gags like being thrown around. What else? Like what, 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 what happens before they get to the house? Is that it? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just a lot of them like talking and hanging out like before, during and after the funeral. Um, yeah. Like this, this movie is in no hurry to get anywhere, which is why I kind of love it. Uh, and oh yeah, it's, it's just a lot of them like just kind of scoping out each other's wives and and like ad like admiringly so because they're all you know a bunch of beautiful ladies, and then just them razzing uh, Rob Schneider uh, incessantly because he's with you know an older lady, the former Mrs. Uh, Dennis Dugan. That, that's right. Joyce Van Patten uh, was married to our Artur, Dennis Dugan, uh, who we're welcoming back after, I guess, only a two-film absence. Um, he, yeah, he directed You Don't Mess With the Zohan, uh, and now he's back. Uh, and he actually, uh, he actually, with the exception of That's My Boy and Pixels, he directs every theatrically released Sandler movie until he hits his Netflix deal. Because Dugan does Grown Ups, Just Go With It, Jack and Jill... Uh, Grown Ups 2, yes. So the only ones he didn't do were That's My Boy and Pixels. Um, so yeah, so Dugan firmly, uh, uh, f- firmly like in the pocket here for all these movies. Uh, and his, yeah, he got his his wife involved, uh, Joyce Van Patten, who you might remember from like Mikey and Nikki, um, and Alice B. Toklas and like things like that. Um, venerable old actress. Um, so yeah, uh, then uh, they. Basically, Adam Sandler. Uh, there's a whole thing where they keep referring to him as Hollywood, and like in another movie, that would be like a big source of conflict. Like, oh, you've changed too much. You've gotten too whatever. But because I think Adam Sandler doesn't see himself that way, and like maybe genuinely isn't that way. Like he hasn't like gotten his head hasn't gotten too big for himself. Like the movie just doesn't really. It's like people call him Hollywood but it's more affectionate or they're off base. Like when the other guys call him Hollywood, it's just like, Oh, that's just a rude insult. It doesn't have any truth to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he spends this whole movie like trying to hide their like nanny, I guess. Like, yeah. I, I guess, it, I guess it's like the wealth that comes along with it. Like he doesn't, yeah, he seems like he's actually like super low key, just like a normal dude, but happens to be very rich. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Good point about the nanny. Um, he has this nanny. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just I was saying, like, this is definitely what I kind of like, like in my mind, I, I think of as the Sandler cargo shorts era of his career because he's playing like guys who are all well off to very wealthy. Um, yeah. But, yeah. But he's like doubling down on like wearing shorts, flip flops, and, and t shirts. Um, 
uh, as if to say like, oh yeah, no, uh, I'm, you know, insanely rich, but I'm still like a normal dude. And I don't know if it's giving this movie too much credit to say like, it's kind of exploring that a little bit. Like he doesn't apologize for his success, but he kind of feels embarrassed about the trappings of wealth. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that I think that tracks. Um, so yeah. So yeah, he has this nanny, he's hiding her. Um, he, he tells everybody that she is a, uh, what a foreign exchange student, um, that they're like right. taking in because she's Asian. Um, and so he's just like, she'll like offer him a coffee and he's just like, Oh, like, uh, you know, I told you, I didn't want that. Thank you for doing that spontaneously. Go hit those books. Um, so, um, that's a, that's a bit that's in this movie. Um, and so then, uh, he rents this lake house for them all to stay. Although he tells his wife, Salma Hayek, that they're only going to be there for one night. Um, she has a big fashion show in Milan that they're, uh, uh, they're planning on going to. Um, but Sandler really wants to, uh, he's worried about his kids because they're too spoiled. The sons, at least the daughter seems like she's doing fine. Um, but the sons uh, are too obsessed with video games and their phones and they're too privileged. Uh, and Sandler wants to, you know, bring them back to their roots, you know, be, give them like a childhood like he had. So uh, they're going to spend this night at this big, big, nice house that he's rented. Uh, and the gang all piles in. Um, uh, <laughs> we get Chris Rock's mom. Uh, no, it's Maya Rudolph's mom, his his mother-in-law. Uh, we get the first of uh, one of many jokes about her character where uh, she sh- she sits down in a chair and she takes her shoe off and she has bunions. But the bunions are like, uh, I don't know, how would you describe these bunions? Anyone? Uh, oh, um, I, b- I believe Rock refers to it as a uh, Toby Bryant. Uh, <laughs> um, it, uh, it, um, oh, and uh, Sandler makes um, an elephant man joke. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know you had the elephant man living in your shoe. Yeah. <laughs> it it pro- it probably rivals his uh, Mr. Deeds foot. Like it's just like looks like it is like infected and not not in good shape. Yeah, it it lo- it looks really bad. It looks like uh yeah, something some appalling like uh like like in Alien Resurrection where there's all the Ripleys that are mutated and she's like kill me. That's what <laughs> looks like her foot. Or um, Cohagen from Total Recall. Um, not Cohagen, damn it, Quato. What's wrong with me? Quarantine, y'all. Um, but so, let's see. Uh, yeah, uh, they, go out, they go outside and hang out for a while. Uh, Kevin James has a dog with clipped vocal cords, um, at which they had to clip the vocal cords because, I guess, like, the neighbors complained. Um, they make some jokes about that. Um they take their kids outside uh, and they show them this rope swing. Uh, Kevin James uh, like swings on the swing and uh, he, of course, doesn't let go. He flies back and hits the tree, falls off. He would have died so badly. Um, but, you know, it's great slapstick. It's great slapstick humor for all of us. Uh, he, he pretends like he has a bone sticking through his leg. It's a branch. Um, One bit that and- I actually love, love in that moment is, yeah, so like it's a very like long protracted uh, big guy falls downhill, uh, Pratt fall that James does. And then there's a cut to, I think it's Sandler's daughter, who's like, Daddy, Daddy, I think a bird got hurt. Like, no regard at all for the well-being of the man who's like essentially like an uncle to her, but uh, she's, you know, worried about uh, a little a little birdie that might have gotten hurt. So I, I, I had a good chuckle at that bit. Yeah. Um, 
the uh that's yeah that's that's a good one um yeah that's also the 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 thing with the daughter i guess we missed the like there's the there's the part where they get there and they they see the bug zapper and they hear it go off and the little girl is so concerned about the the bug zapper killing a moth um and David's they're like she's like where's the moth going and David Spade goes to hell and he's like and Sandler's like don't say that and he goes I'm sorry not hell Mexico um you know it's not PC it's funny it's a funny line um and then uh let's see so they go to a restaurant uh, and uh <laughs> Spade uh, this was a big trailer moment uh it was David Spade saying like who wants to get wasted and all the kids are like what's wasted and Sandler lies and says like oh it's it's like when you have a hankering for ice cream and they're all like I want to I want to get wasted I want to get totally wasted I want to get chocolate wasted um you know, everyone laughs because everyone's hanging out, having a good time, uh, including the viewer. Um, and the uh, does the four-year-old boy then proceed to get milk in this scene? Is that my remember that? Yeah, yeah yes. So uh, yeah, Kevin James is ordering drinks. For the, the waitress is like, "Who wants who who wants what to drink?" And Kevin James is like, "I'll have a coke, and my wife will have a sprite as usual, and uh, product placement watch." Um, and uh, my, and he and he looks over and he's just like, oh, I think he's he's good with milk uh, as he's, you know, sucking down his mother's milk. <laughs> so uh, um, one of the one, one of the great things about doing or one, one benefit of doing this remotely is just to have the movie on in the background uh-huh. uh, on mute. And I just watched Kevin James fall again. And yes, he would have absolutely been dead uh, or paralyzed. <laughs> This movie would not, this this weekend would be over. They would not go to the restaurant. <laughs> the, the kid would be drinking milk in the hospital. They'd go to a second. <laughs> this is Yeah, it's a little silly. Um the um oh, there is a big there's a funny there's a very funny moment in the restaurant scene where um where the kid after he said Kevin James like he's fine with milk and the kid says um I want cookies. And David Spade goes, cookies and MILF. And uh, and Maria Bello, Maria Bello's reaction is like, oh, MILF, thank you. That's so sweet. And it's like, I, I, I liked her reaction a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, Chris Rock speaks Chinese to Sandler's assistant because he learned it on uh, the Food Network or something um, when he was stay- a stay-at-home dad. Um, and then Sandler walks back uh, – towards the kitchen for some reason. And Colin Quinn is there working his old nemesis from childhood. And, uh, Colin Quinn, uh, proceeds to, you know, basically like rant about the big, the big game and how, uh, you know, it wasn't fair because someone's toe was over the line when they shot the shot. Um, they all also make fun of all the cooks in there. Like everyone behind Colin Quinn, they make fun of Adam Sandler's son for ordering like fancy water rather than tap water. And they, we didn't see them like they were in the kitchen. Like, I don't know how they heard this interaction. Like unless the waitress just went back there and was just like, you guys get, get a fucking load of this guy. Um, but they make fun of him for his fancy Voss water. Um, they call boss water. Um, let's see. Um, oh, right. The Sandler tells all the folks uh, at the table that, like, sorry, we uh, we we have to leave tomorrow to go to Milan. Um, 
his dumbass kid is like, yeah, Milan's great. Like, we're going to go, like, you know, eat Eggs Benedict and play PlayStation 3 and uh, and sit by the pool and see titties on television. Um, and, uh, you know, that's that's dumb. I already don't like these kids. Um, but then uh, Selma Hayek, uh, Sandler kind of blames Selma Hayek, saying, like, oh, like, we got to go for her fashion show. Like, we got to go do this thing. Um she gets really mad about that, and she's just like, nope, sorry, we're staying. Like, we're staying at least so you can spread the ashes um, for your friend. Um, and then the next morning, uh, Adam Sandler wakes up and comes downstairs, and Rob Schneider and his wife, Joyce Van Patten, are making these very weird – he calls them ocean pancakes. Um, did he say what was in them? I don't remember. They're dehydrated, right? Right. Was that, was he, he was cooking them with a dehydrator, which – yeah, just right. They just look like uh, they look like sausage patties from McDonald's that have been like sitting in a car for weeks. <laughs> yes, indeed they do. Um, and he uh, and Sandler <laughs> Sandler like slaps Rob Schneider a couple of times with the pancakes, which was very funny. Um, and then uh, Selma Hayek comes down. She's dressed like like uh, you know she's um, looks like a million bucks because she dressed for she packed for Milan. Uh, Sandler has to sort of. Uh, continue to maintain the sh- the ruse with his assistant when she's like, oh, I'd like I can make you an egg white frittata, and he's just like, no, no, that's okay. Uh, and in- meanwhile, in the background, you can see like all these, uh, you can see all this product placement, like uh, you know, Lipton tea and and Skippy Oreos and stuff like that. Uh, he was making my eagle eyes here. I was making note of all of it. Um, that there's a funny bit where uh, Schneider is uh, uh, Sa- the, Sh- Schneider finds some bacon in the fridge and hands it to Sandler and Sandler's like, okay, well, like I'll go ahead and get this cooking and Schneider's just like, absolutely not, uh, you know that is that's dead animal flesh and that's not going anywhere near the vegan food, um, and so Sandler has to go outside and cook it on the bug zapper, <laughs> uh, which was a bit that made me laugh for sure. Um, oh, also in the scene, because I have it written down, Chris Rock's uh, mother-in-law farts really badly and then blames it on the dog. Oh, um, you, stick you, a pin in that. you got to have that. Yeah, stick a pin in that because that's, that's, that's a little setup for later. Um, so, uh, yeah, Sandler is watching while he's making bacon on the mosquito killer, the bug zapper. Um, he's watching his son, Cameron Boyle, like, he picks up this rock and he's just like you know throw it throw it like do something with it come on like wants him to be like his his own childhood um but he doesn't you know he he doesn't seem to like really know what to do with it um and uh kevin kevin james and chris rock come out and they eat uh the bacon with uh with sandman and uh i guess kevin james eats a moth in the process and sandler has a bit where he says you don't want your breath to smell like your grandmother's closet and it's one of many scenes that just ends with the three of them laughing together it's like all the characters hanging around and just like like oh you you cut up like laughing like everyone everyone is see it's like there's like no bad vibes in this movie like it's pretty much all positivity um and what, which, and what i as, like about and what i like about that is that like there's nothing inherently like terribly like you know like the grandma's closet joke or like when um spade you know calls Mar- like maria bello a milf or even earlier when rob schneider is singing ava maria like in the funeral there's something too like inherently gut busting about those moments but the fact that they all cut back to the characters the other characters laughing at it 
makes them like makes the sort of corny dad jokes of this movie go down a way 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 easier. I feel yeah. like like that like for sure. It's those laughing moments that make the kind of lame jokes work. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so then we have it, it's the day that they're going to be putting the uh, they're going to they're going to be spreading his ashes, their coach's ashes. Um, they're like they go off in canoes. Uh, the bit here is that Kevin James uh, pees off the side of the boat and his like pee is like really like stopping stop and start like that joke in uh, the first Austin Powers movie where it just like stops and then starts again and stops starts again. Uh, Spade is making fun of him saying it's like Morse code. Um, and, did, uh, uh, go does this ever come? Does this pee thing? It never resolves, right? It's not like, yeah, he has a bladder infection or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Just... Maybe, maybe we learned that in grownups too. Um, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see if that comes back maybe in a post credit sequence. Um, or if or if he's gonna get like in sort of any tr- legal trouble, he just like flashes those women. Yeah, no kidding. That, yeah, that's I was like, that's assault, brother. <laughs> there's a few there's a few questionable times in this uh, movie where I'm just like, ooh, this is a uh, early pre pre Me Too era stuff. Uh, one yeah. thing in particular. One thing in particular. Sure. Um, yeah, be sure and point that out when it happens. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so they go to like this like uh, this like island where there's some sort of like stone building or structure that they like are gonna be there to toss off his ashes. Um, uh, they have they have a huge they have a big bucket of KFC uh, with them. Although it's all it's it's it, this must have been a new product for KFC at the time, but it's all grilled chicken. I noticed, um, and it even says grilled on the bucket. Uh, and I was just like, somehow I don't buy that these party loving, you know, like successful dudes, like something tells me they get the crispy, like, uh, that's, that's just me. Maybe that's, you know, maybe I don't want to impugn their decision-making here. Um, but in this scene, we get some good old product placement because Kevin James mentions Burger King. Uh, Chris Rock is drinking a Fanta and Adam Sandler is drinking Dasani. So all this is very much out in the open. Uh, Rob Schneider breaks down. He's really upset because uh, he's like, I screwed up my life and my marriages and uh, my, I don't even know my daughters and they're going to be here in 20 minutes. And it's like, oh, okay. So we just, are, you know, cut back to uh, the house. Um, and Schneider's daughter, Rob Schneider's daughter pulls up and it is a, uh, she is a, uh, what is known in, in uh, the parlance of our times, a smoke show. Um She's insanely, insanely attractive, and all the guys take turns sort of ogling her and being like, what? Like, how could you, you know, come from there or whatever? Um, how could you How could you be Rob's daughter? Um, and, uh, you know, we learn that she has a 47-year-old boyfriend because she takes after her father, who also, you know, likes him old. Um, and then there's a bit where they just watch her fixing her car, um, and they're they're all sitting in these lawn chairs, and they do this thing where, like, Two of them look at her while the other two are staring at like a tree or a bird. And then they alternate where they like turn and like either look at the tree or look at her. And then it's like, so, so she's none the wiser. Uh, it's a pretty funny bit. Uh, she's in slow motion when she's fixing her car, she's in slow motion and it's playing the um, Pina Colada song. Um, and uh, there's a great bit where Joyce Van Patten comes out and she's just like, Oh, I know the problem with your car. And like, 
she gets like like steam or whatever blown on her and it also goes into slow motion and uh it's like you know playing the pina colada song and it's funny you know because like an old lady like being sexually active that's crazy um and super funny um <laughs> uh yeah and then uh i guess they uh they're like fishing and they're talking about sleeping with their wives um and then they play this this fun game called arrow roulette where they it seems wild i don't understand why anyone would ever do this um but they fire an arrow from a bow they fire an arrow into the sky and then I guess whoever stands there the longest without running for it is the winner. Um, and of course, it, it it like falls and it goes right into Rob Schneider's foot. Grinjering um, him, he they bring him back to the house and uh, all the women are like, "What happened? What happened?" And they're just like, "He got attacked by an Indian." Uh, and uh, his other two daughters show up, and one of them. Is played by Jamie Chung, uh, star of Zack Snyder's Sucker Punch. Uh, and the other is, uh, I did not catch her name. I, I did look her up, and she's not been, she's she's really not been in anything else. Um, but she is more stereotypically, like, she looks like, she has, like, Rob Schneider's haircut. Um, <laughs> she, look, she looks like him. And, and the joke is that, like, oh, I can see that. Like, I can, I can understand, like, like that. I, the other two, I don't know how, like, that's their father. But, like, I can see with her. Um, uh, Joyce Van Patten, uh, earlier in the film, when the bunions, when grandma had her bunions out, uh, Rob Schneider talked about, uh, healing it with a poultice made out of maize. And there's a bit where they're sort of making fun of, they're like, it's corn, just say corn. Um, and they're, you know, they're taking turns saying maize, but the Joyce Van Patten comes up to Rob and she's like, oh, I can put this poultice on it. And she, and he just, he's just, the poultice doesn't work. Put some alcohol on this shit. You, you should know that you were born during prohibition. Um, you know, great. Just a little bit of cruelty towards his, one of the few bad vibes in this movie. Um, but just, you know, just some casual cruelty towards his loving partner. Um, Let's see what I, I, I'm just I literally just wrote down like, you know, because, again, there's like movies plotless. I'm just like writing down bits that happened. Um, like, for example, um, da, 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 Selma Hayek has a whole thing with like her daughter. She's on a business call and her daughter is uh, like, hey, look, my tooth came out. And Selma Hayek accidentally reveals that there's no tooth fairy. Um she it's kind and of, it's Sam kind of painful to watch, like too. Like it's not really played as like a like a like a cut up bit. Um, right. <laughs> and Sandler, um, Sandler and and Hayek have this. Uh, they have this sort of heart to heart, um, and they, um, you know, he, basically like he's like give, you know saying like don't beat yourself up about it, whatever. And then he goes into their the kids' room and discovers that they have all made string cup telephones and they're all talking to one another, uh, you know, in, in this room and it's you know, real heartwarming for the Sandman. He's just like, Oh wow. They're really like, they're taken to this. Finally, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and he tells them to go set up, uh, cup like string phones in all the rooms in the house. Um, and then <laughs> a very funny, very funny bit where, uh, he's like, they all run out of, the, out of the rooms and he's like putting the cups up and he hears this loud fart coming through one of them. And he traces the, the string back to grandma's room where she's just farting in this chair. 
starting right into it. Um, and uh, I got to say, bad fart jokes are bad, but this was a good fart joke, and I laughed at it. Um, uh, they go fishing. The, this fishing scene is where like they where I had a, a problem with the moment in there. Because uh, uh-huh. it's like right after they do the whole like uh, moving their like turning their chairs around because Rob Schneider's uh, wife. Oh is, yeah. They go they go fishing after that, um, and they're talking about like the last times that they had sex, and so it's like because I guess they're talking about like oh I could hear Rob Schneider having sex last night, and then you uh-huh. have uh, you have Chris Rock who's like I guess uh, since Maya Rudolph's pregnant they're like is that safe with the baby and. Say, he thinks he's getting a Tootsie Roll, and then oh my god! No, he's actually getting a Snickers, it's, or thinks he's getting a Snickers. But uh, but Kevin James is like, uh, last time I had sex with my wife, it was St. Patrick Day, St. Patrick's Day, and she was half asleep, and by half asleep I mean fully asleep, which is just like a little like, uh-huh. Ugh, what are you, what are you implying? This is weird. Right. That 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 yeah. just stopped me in this movie. Yeah, no, I, I, that, that is a weird, like, Rosemary's Baby-esque thing. Um, let's see. Um, uh, oh, yeah, so in the morning, uh, in the morning, Maria Bello uh, is pumping milk. Uh, she's using one of those, like, breast pump things. Um, David Spade talks about how it turns him on. Um, they're playing, uh, they're, they're skipping rocks across the river. Uh, across the lake, rather, um, and Selma Hayek is like, "Oh, I used to, you know, uh, I used to be great at this." Uh, and she uh, takes the rock and she accidentally throws it right into her son's chest. Um, and so Selma Hayek comes back in and tells Sandler, "Like, I, I'm now, I can't skip a rock anymore. I'm like losing touch with what's important to me. So let's stay for a few days longer." Um, and you know, of course. Sandler's happy about that. Everyone else is very happy about that. Um, in the background of this scene with Kevin James eating breakfast, there are boxes of honey bunches of O's and fruity pebbles. Um, and also in this scene, Maria Bello, she gets so excited. Oh, yeah, they talk about how they're going to go to this water park, Water Whiz. And uh, they all, everyone gets really, really excited about water park, which like water parks are super fun, but these are like grown men and women like freaking out, like the Beatles just walked in. Um <laughs> But Maria Bello uh, gets so excited uh, that she accidentally sprays milk into Maya Rudolph's face. Uh, and Maya Rudolph's like, yeah, actually, it wasn't bad. Um, and now I think that's as good a time as any to to mention that, well, nowadays you watch this movie and uh, it's like there's a there's sort of a shadow movie running alongside the movie that you're actually watching uh, because Paul Thomas Anderson, like, right? Paul Thomas Anderson had to have been on this set. Uh like for a while. I mean, I don't know that for sure, but like his wife is Maya Rudolph, you know, mother of his children. He's good buds with Adam Sandler. Like, um, I just like to imagine that like the behind the scenes for this movie is like all the characters from Grown Ups and Paul Thomas Anderson having like fun adventures and like hanging out and maybe going to the water park together. I just, I just uh, love the thought of like the man who wrote and directed Phantom Thread, like just slapping his knees at the side of his wife getting breast milk splashed in her face. Um, you know, but he's a good dude with a with a you know lewd sense of humor. I'm sure he had a fun fun time on the set. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry, you might hear my dog in the background there. Um, but uh, let's see. So they go to this water park. 
Um, it's the, 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 the centerpiece of the film. Um, there's a, um, let's see. Oh yeah. David Spade takes Rob Schneider's daughters to get bathing suits. Um, they, um, you know, the ladies are sort of sitting off to the side for some reason, the ladies like don't go out and have fun <laughs> as much. They're just sort of sitting around. Um, they're sort of like showing off their, you know, talking about their, like their bikinis and their, you know, like beach bodies or whatever. Um, they see this really hunky, hunky lifeguard sort of checking them out. And then turns out that the, uh, the, this guy has an insanely high pitched, like Canadian voice and accent, um, which they laugh hysterically about, which is a little bit rude, but you know, what are you going to do? Um, and, um, then they, uh, oh, when they're, when they're waiting for this water slide, all of them, they're waiting for this really, in this really long line. And Kevin James finally has a heart to heart with his son. And he tells him like, you've got to start drinking real milk. Um, and this kid is just walking by with a, with a carton of milk and Kevin James just grabs it and, uh, gives, him a gives it to his kid. Yeah, gives him a dollar, and then he drinks the milk and gives it to his son. And uh, his the son drinks it. He's like, "I'm just like daddy." Uh, and it's like, "Okay, you know, everything's great." Um, you know, we solved that problem. Like, I was worried there's going to be some conflict in this movie, but thankfully there isn't, um, because it, you know he takes to regular he he takes to dairy milk, uh, you know, very quickly. Um, they decide to sneak through a hole in the fence. Uh, to get in the line, to like bypass most of the line. Um, the Schneider's daughters tell Rob Schneider they, that they thought that David Spade was gay this whole time. Um, and we get another Sandler Squad member showing up uh, because uh, Dan Patrick uh, is there uh, as the ride attendant. Um, so we've seen him in a few things before. He'll be in a few things after this. Um, but... Um, yeah, at one point he calls Schneider's daughter that has the mullet that looks like Schneider's uh, own hair. Uh, he call he calls her ugly, and Schneider pushes him down the slide. Uh, and there's all these just like loving shots of every basically every character in the movie just like going down this water slide. Um, and is it is it is that where Norm McDon- is that Norm McDonald's cameo? Yes, it is. Um, he he's just like some random yokel who's uh, having himself a nice a nice little ride down a water slide and then when he um gets to the bottom and stands up um his swim his swim trunks have ridden up into the crack of his ass make you know making him look like he's wearing a thong it's good yeah. it's good classic norm humor yeah it's, uh-huh. it follows because uh, right before that rob schneider's daughter has also gone down the slide and like that happens to her and i think it's uh chris rocks and adam sandler's like boys who like kind of become low key perverts in this movie, uh, <laughs> right? But but they're just like watching and they're like ooh because they can, you can see her ass cheeks and then seconds later he comes down. Norm Macdonald does the same thing and it's just back to back. Those are very funny jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, good on that. Good seeing uh, Norm Macdonald. Um, yeah. Um, so let's see where were we? Uh, oh right. So we're still at the we're still at the water park. Um, they um. Like Kevin James, this is another big trailer moment where Kevin James uh, is in the pool and he uh, he pees and uh, his daughter is just like, are you making a sissy? And he's like, no, I'm not. And she's just like, well, you know, they put a chemical in there to turn the water blue if that happens. Uh, And of course, you know, it happens. Everyone flees. Um, We get a great sort of capper of a shot where uh, all the main guys are in a circle in the pool uh, with blue water around them, like 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 
dark blue, like that, like they're they're peeing in it. Just dudes uh, being dudes. That's right. Hell yeah. Um, and then we get to the zip line. Awesome. Were you gonna say something? Uh, yeah, I just want to note that the most disgusting, unsafe thing in this movie is the fact, I, I mean, A, they're urinating this pool. B, Rob Schneider has got, like, that open wound, injured foot that hasn't been seen by a medical professional, and he's just <laughs> right. also in this water. Like, I, like, he's not wearing anything protective on that thing. I mean, I think it's, like, bandaged up, and that's about it. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He really shouldn't be having that in infect, infect like that could get very easily infected. Like you know, remove like in a public place like that. Like God knows what sort of bacteria is crawling through that water. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. It's it's sobering. Um, uh, but yeah. So then, um, yeah. I mean, that's really the you know. It's like in all of us, you know, in this corona, in this age of coronavirus, all of us, you know, watched that and just longingly want like wished. We too could hang out with our buds, uh, Adam Sandler and David Spade and Kevin James and Chris Rock uh, and Rob Schneider uh, at, at a fun water park and piss together. Um, at least that's what I was thinking. Um, they go to the zip line, which is a thing that doesn't strike me as something that would be at a water park, considering like if you the, the, the risk of injury there is so great. Like if there's no protective netting under you, you know what I mean? Like, no, for sure. Uh, this is, this is so clearly, um, a kind of fantasy land Hollywood movie version of a water park, not only because of the zip line, but because it actually looks like a fun, clean place. And anyone who's been to like a major water park knows that those places are disgusting. And, uh, yeah. So right. yeah, there's some, there's some uh, suspension of, of, of disbelief uh, going on here, but, uh, you know, if, uh, zip line looks fun. It, well, yeah, so, but it's like, again, it's not like, they don't strap you in or anything, it's just like, um, I mean, you're just hanging on, and it's like, I mean, that definitely, that was, uh, not to date the podcast too much, but that was literally like a, a detail on that that Netflix show Tiger King, where like one guy who has like this really bad limp is just like, yeah, I, I fell off a zip line and like landed on my feet, and like my bones both like shit, like, like shattered so badly. And I, that's all I could think of while I was watching the zipline scene. I was like, someone's going to get so badly hurt. And they do. <laughs> I mean, um, the thing is like this zipline is not fully like covered by like the water is not always under it. It is, there are large masses of like, just like concrete down there where if you, if you right. let go, if you let go five seconds in, you would just fall straight to the ground and die. Yeah, you'd be you would be dead, and not like I mean, more dead than Kevin James would have been dead earlier in the movie. Um, so they do all these like, but like it's like Colin Quinn and Steve Buscemi and Jonathan Lawfren are up like at the zip line, and they're all like, "Oh, I bet you can't!" Like you know, they're like one upping each other, like doing crazy tricks and stuff. Where like uh, Sandler goes down it, uh, uh, Sandler's kid goes down it backwards, I think. And then Sandler does it like where he's like spinning around and then does like a backflip into the water. Um, and then they're like, they tell Steve Buscemi, Sandler squad member, Steve Buscemi, I, I hasten to add. Um, they tell him, they're like, uh, go down it uh, using your feet, which like, look, anyone could tell that's a terrible idea. Like, like, how are you going to wiggle your feet? Your feet? You can't clench your feet the way you can your hands. How are you going to hang on? And how are you going to let go? Um, none of this occurs to him. For some reason, the line that absolutely needs an attendant doesn't seem to have one, or at least not one that's paying attention. Um, 
you know, it's 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 sobering. You know, we here in Texas, you know, we've been, we've heard. Uh, well, there 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 been we we've had some experience with water parks. Uh, you know, not caring for the safety of their patrons. I guess for legal reasons, we'll name any of them. But um, it's uh, it's you know, it's all that comes to mind when you're watching this. Uh, you know, this this disaster waiting to happen. Water Whiz is a real place. Oh, good. Well, you know what? Maybe it's like maybe it's like Action Park from uh, that Johnny Depp, uh, John, Johnny Depp, Johnny Knoxville movie, <laughs> touted as Cape Cod's only water park. No kidding. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great selling point. Like, look, we're the only one. Like, wow. Okay, so two blockbuster movies have shot at this water park. This is one of them. You will never name the second one. <laughs> Uh, was it, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Lady in the Water? No, no. It was the Way, Way Back. Oh, no kidding! I could have get, I If you'd given me, like, 50 guesses, I might have guessed that one. <laughs> it's like, what movies are set at water parks? <laughs> oh, this, man. This is crazy. I mean, all it makes me feel like that zipline could be a real thing, which is frightening. I mean, but... There would have to be a net or something. Anyways, we've thought about this more than Dennis Dugan or anyone involved in this movie. Um, and let's see. Uh, yeah, so uh, Bushimi goes down on his feet, using his feet. Uh, he crashes through this shack at the end of it. Um, and we'll see more for him later. Um, but then we're back, you know, suddenly we're, we're you know, water park fun is over. Uh, we're back at the house. Uh uh, Sandler is showing you know this awesome like bank shot that he that he shoots um, that he's really really good at um, and then we have all the adults making s'mores uh, in which Adam Sandler these are all different scenes but like the movie just like the movie just like it's not really scenes it's just like moments or vibes uh, he the they tell Sandler and Hayek tell the story of how they met it's not very interesting um, Maya Rudolph pretends to have her water break, um, which I guess that's her characterization is that she's like a prankster. Cause like earlier in the movie when Selma Hayek is just like, Oh, I bet you must be so excited about your pregnancy. And Maya Rudolph just deadpan is like, what are you talking about? Uh, she's like, ah, I'm just kidding. Ha 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 ha. And you can just imagine Paul Thomas Anderson off screen, laughing his head off. Um, Maya's a treasure. This, uh, this is going to sound really dumb, but this was the moment that I realized, oh, shit, she's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I like I, the whole movie. I did not. I did not notice it. So. Wow. You know, listen, she she's already taken, dude. You're not going to flatter Maya Rudolph yeah. by, uh, you know, giving her these compliments like yeah. what? She was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then um, let's see. Um oh uh, they all dance with it's actually you know what the, the end of this is kind of a lovely moment where all the guys dance with their significant others their wives um you know they're sort of like have a moment away from the kids uh david spade dances with his beer so david spade is uh he's playing in this movie a character who uh it's 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 just interesting how like everyone else in this movie has their life their lives really together for the most part and like none of the, all these people, like it, whatever problems they have, they don't really seem to touch them or affect them that much. And Spade, particularly, it's like he is a uh, he is a loner of a guy who, in his forward mid forties, it seems, or late early mid forties, is still just like, you know, quote unquote, living the dream of just having you know like lots of you know lots of 
uncommitted sex. Um, he has no family and he's, um, because he's constantly drinking or drunk and yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's just funny. It's like later on when like Kevin James just admits that he's been unemployed for two months and it's like, well, wait just a minute. Like, wouldn't that, wouldn't that affect you? Like, wouldn't you be, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't this be a big dramatic? Nope. This is, this is not that kind of movie. Like just moving right along. Fun party vibes. Um, let's see. So, uh, they, uh, now this, yeah, help me on this. I, I think. Uh, I, I like looked away for a moment and I think Sandler and Kevin James, the moment they have where they're in the kitchen drinking like these big jugs of water, that's after they've both had sex, right? Like they both had sex with their wives. Like that's the joke is that they're coming out for like, uh, like sustenance or whatever to like, like refresh them after. Is that, is that because they're, they ask, they have the part where they're like, what's Saskatchewan or whatever. And that yeah. like, that's the that's the guy the Canadian honky lifeguard was from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's like it's like the, yeah the the it's implied that their wives were fantasizing about the hunky Canadian man. Yeah, I'm actually I I, I queued up the movie uh, right to that moment, and yeah, so it's the same one like you know like they're all by the fire making s'mores, they're all dancing with their significant others, having a sweet time. That's when it cuts from like the campfire dancing to Sandler and James meeting each other. Like under the cover of night, and uh, <laughs> Chuck, yeah, that's uh, that's that's exactly what happened. They're okay. uh, they're they're enjoying some po- post coital hydration. That's a funny bit, and again, we kind of keep saying this or like like talking, uh, you know, in in various ways about it. But it cannot be stressed enough how like seeing all these people hanging out in a house together, like just enjoying each other's company and like good positive vibes in this era where we're all locked locked in, either to get you know crammed in with other people or like, uh, you know, in some cases alone, uh, it's, it's what, it's not really, this isn't really something to credit the movie with. So, so, so much, I guess, because how could they have known? Uh, but it, what a tonic this is, you For know, sure. to watch this, this portrait of people who are living together in a house and they all just really get along. Um, it's like, it's like the, uh, the, the Japanese reality show Terrace House that I've, I'm always talking about outside of the podcast, where it's just <laughs> nothing, nothing but good vibes and friends hanging out together in a house. And like, oh, like, don't don't worry, like, there's not going to be anything too dramatic here. Um, then uh, so, uh, oh, Spade is, a, is passed out on the couch and Kevin James and Adam Sandler move him into the closet uh, and the next morning is the 4th of July. Uh, you know, the, a bunch of them raise the flag, the, 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 the American flag, not like the Korean flag. Um, they raised the, the 4th of July flag. And David Spade uh, wakes up and walks out of the closet and he has a breast pump, Maria Bello's breast pump on. And a uh, and, and he's talking about how he had this amazing dream about being with this hot blonde um, and uh the this the the dog like their their the, the, whose dog is it is it Sandler's dog I don't even remember it's there it's, it's uh it's Kevin James's dog yeah. right 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 yes 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 okay so Kevin James's dog it clearly David Spade and his dog had had sexual intercourse um, <laughs> oh and um, and if I can back up real quick Wilson uh, uh-huh. before they move Spade into the closet they're just they're like it, it's it's right after um, Sandler and, and James you know like guzzle their sex water. 
and then they're kind of just like cracking jokes about Spade. He's passed out in the closet, and there is like a line, there is a dialogue exchange between the two of them. Like, man, how can you be his age, single, and like perpetually drunk and passed out all the time? He's got to be hurting. Like they, so like they acknowledge it in the dialogue, and then proceed to razz him and put him in the closet. So like the movie is aware of it, but doesn't really want to go like go to any like conclusions about it um they're just gonna make it for you know ra like razzing fodder <laughs> yeah um that's yeah that exactly and that's the same thing as like the the same thing as the kevin james bit where it's like he reveals that he's been unemployed since april and it's like and but it's like it's such a just like toss off thing where it doesn't affect them at all and i'm just like wait a minute like what has that been undergirding everything we've been seeing? Like, I don't like, is that like, is, is Maria Bello, is that a smile on her face? Or is that <laughs> look? Uh, this movie, again, not even attempting to answer those questions. And I think we're all better for it, but it is worth noting. Um, the guys are hanging out. I think I've said that a million times during this episode. All the guys are hanging out, uh, out on the porch playing some game. I guess maybe it shoots and ladders. Um, Schneider talks about how he's thinking about having a baby with Joyce Van Patten, um, and they are eating Snickers and Reese's Pieces. Uh, we got some more great product placement there. Um, there's a big mis comical misunderstanding where, uh, David Spade is telling the story about like ha having sex with a, a cute blonde chick and her like a painting fell on her head and scraped it and he just kept going and then they see rob schneider's blonde daughter and she has she's like your snoring kept me up all night and she has this cut on her head um and so uh he kicks david spade in the balls with his injured foot and they both go down um yeah it's what a what a what a misunderstanding doesn't lead to anything but you can imagine the hijinks that ensue um there's a bit, I guess, because the movie's still trying to make this happen, like Selma Hayek realizes that uh, because she hears from Adam Sandler's assistant that he had canceled their trip to Milan before, uh, like, basically, like, before they even got there, he had already canceled their trip to Milan to say to stay at the house, like, the full time instead of one day. Um he uh, he tells Salma Hayek like you know we won't, he didn't want to be so Hollywood he wanted to like you know get back to some simplicity, um, and Chris Rock's mother-in-law has a funny bit where she's just like oh men 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 lie like you know they always lie and uh, and Chris Rock calls her Toe J Simpson. <laughs> uh, so we've had, we've had Toe Toe J Simpson, we've had uh, Toby Bryant. We've had Tobocop. Um, lots of good toe bits here. And that's the second OJ joke in the movie, too. That's right. Um, topical. Very, top, very topical. Um, yeah, and basically everyone kind of like uh, Rudolph, uh, Maya Rudolph and Chris Rock, they sort of talk about uh, appreciating each other, and she agrees to, like, oh, we should have date nights on Thursdays. Um, that's when Kevin James uh, reveals that he's not. He, he, he was laid off in April. Uh, Schneider reveals that he's wearing a toupee and everyone's like, oh, we know that. And then Joyce Van Patten, see Austin, this is what I thought you were going to say as far as like the joke that made you go like, oh, could they do that now? Joyce Van Patten comes out and says, she's really a man. Um, and then turns out she's just kidding. And she's like, wow, I'm kind of offended that you all like assumed I was, I was telling the truth there. Um, and she gives this speech 
um, that is actually like very warm and affectionate. Um, and I have to now, it's been a minute. Uh, I have to now go throw to, uh, our, our man, Roger Ebert, who did review this movie. Uh, and, and uh, I, I'll, I'll actually, uh, I'll go back to his first paragraph here in a bit, but I do want to mention his, uh, he says just about this relationship, Roger Ebert says, um, Joyce Van Patten, who is 75 and Rob Schneider, who is 46 play a married couple, which generates some laughs, mostly on the nice side and no vulgarities. See, they really like each other. And during the obligatory scene where every character makes a confession or relates one of life's lessons, she makes a warm and genuine speech that is well delivered, but hardly seems to belong in this movie. Um, so there you go. Um, even e Ebert was just like, and, and I'll read more of his review later, but Ebert seems to be kind of like, I can't, he's like, he can't even be mad at this movie. He's just like, what do you want from me? Um, I but, think Sandler uh, had, I think, I guess Sandler had like worn him down by that point in uh, Ebert's career. I think we've sort of noticed that as we've gone through and read Roger Ebert's reviews where like he was real mad at him in like the like the 90s to late 90s to early to early to mid 2000s. And then at a certain point, he's just like like after Longest Yard where he was like, look, this is I know this is what you want. Like if this is the kind of thing you're looking for, it'll work for you. Um, I do think he sort of like threw it threw up his hands at some point and was like, what what am I going to do? What what am I going to tell you that that is going to move the needle on Adam Sandler? Um so, yeah, then after this very heartfelt speech by uh, the former Mrs. Dennis Dugan, um, she they, they go have more like fun activities like by the lake for the fourth. Um, the kids are using this mattress as like a makeshift blob where like they're, you know, jumping. You know, one kid sits on the end and gets launched into the air. Um, Sandler and Chris Rock just kind of out of nowhere. Like it's so t it's so tossed off where they just like get him a job. Um, it has something to do with the Celtics. And the joke is that Chris Rock is the Girl Scout troop leader for the daughter of someone who like owns the Celtics, and that's how he has the hookup. Yeah, I got I I feel like they reference this in that Grown Ups Three script. I think he's a like a professional driver. Oh, I think, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's what I think that's what he's doing. Well, incidentally, oh, go well, ahead. There's, there's there's just like the running joke through the movie that I guess like Rock is sort of the more feminine side of this particular marriage like he's you know always like because when we when we first see his character he's very excited about um like pumpkin risotto or whatever and maya rudolph kind of like oh yeah dad's awful cooking come on kids i got you a pizza and you know he's very like sensitive and has his feelings hurt it's kind of a joke they run with throughout the movie but at the same time not really right and then let's see. Oh, and so then we get the most dramatic thing that happens in the entire movie, um, which is Colin Quinn challenges the guys to a rematch. Um, there's a bit where they make fun of uh, Jonathan Loughran's lazy eye uh, in, in, in this bit, uh, which I guess like, yeah, as Chris, as he pointed out, it's like, is he supposed to be playing the same character from The Waterboy? Because um, he's certainly doing the same shtick there, but it's – but. Uh... Or if they just thought, like, oh, you know what? That was funny that one time. Let's do it again. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and then uh, Steve Buscemi is there uh, in a full body cast, and his arms are stuck up in the air in the, like, the referee field goal position, which they reference <laughs> and make fun of. Um, and then Tim Meadows is also there. Uh, first appearance from Tim Meadows uh, in an Adam Sandler movie. But, of course, we see him again. We see him in That's My Boy. Uh, wait, no. 
Uh, and we see him in uh, Grown Ups 2. And uh, he's also in Hubie Halloween, uh, the forthcoming Hubie Halloween. Um, very, very funny guy. Um, actually gets – it's coming up. He he gets one of the best jokes in the whole movie. Um, so so our, our main cast – uh, they sh- they come to this game uh, dressed in Water Whiz t-shirts, uh, and all their wives show up in uh, like hot cheerleader getup. Um, not sure where the wives got the cheerleader getup, but you know who cares? It's movie <laughs> magic. We don't ask questions like that. Um, and the the and so immediately after that, you get one of the best, genuinely funniest bits in the whole movie, which are Chris Rock and Tim Meadows facing off and. Like they're sort of like smack talking each other, but it's like I'm the I'm the ta- I'm the black guy in this town. No, I am. And, and Tim Meadows is like, when white people see me here, they get when they see me coming, they get scared. Uh, and uh, Chris Rock is like, these are my we- white people. Get your own. Uh, <laughs> made made me laugh a whole bunch. Um, and then as they're playing this game, uh, Dennis Dugan. Gets a little, uh, he gets a little artsy on us, uh, and he starts cutting back and forth uh, between uh, the game as played by the adults and the game as played by their childhood counterparts. Um, and I wrote in my notes, truly, truly Malikian, as in Terrence Malick, truly Malikian in its evocation of memory. So there you go. Put that on the poster. Suck on that, letterbox. Absolutely. This, uh, this scene just popped up uh, as I'm watching the movie, and I have no idea what their cheerleader outfits are made from. They're like they look to be like wrappers or like magazine covers or like newspaper. I don't. It, they are the weirdest like cheerleader outfits. I'm sure there's a story in there. You know what? Like costume designers, it's like they're they're trying to tell us something. It's like oh, these wives are good at crafts or something. I don't know. Maybe they answer that. In, maybe they answer that in part two. Um, Grown Ups Chapter Two. Um, so, oh, and we get here, we get uh, uh, one of the one of the guys on the opposing team uh, is married to none other in the movie, none other than Jackie Sandler. So we get her Sandler Squad appearance along with uh, their uh, she and Adam Sandler's uh, two young daughters. Uh, both in the movie, um, they get a cute little scene together. Um, Kevin James and the fat guy on the other team. Uh, fake injuries and they leave the game uh, and so adam sandler and colin quinn bring their two sons uh into the mix uh steve buscemi uh ha- has a bit where he he's like can, he asked maya rudolph if he can pet her belly her pregnant belly and she's like okay and he like has to bend with like his like bend with his waist like uh, standing from like three or four feet away like bend over so that he can touch her, and he grabs her boobs, of course. Um, and it's at that point I wondered, why hasn't Steve Buscemi been in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie? Um, then, uh, let's see, uh, Colin Quinn nails a three-point shot, even though his foot is over the line, but they let that ride because I guess that was, like, symmetry with the earlier game. And then, um, let's see, oh, and then the big dramatic moment, Sandler, uh, Sandler is there with the sh- chance to make his patented bank shot, uh, and he misses it. Uh, and as Kevin James says to Maria Bello, he never misses that shot. Um, so, and here's 
this is a this is a very you know it's we're almost at the end of the movie and this is just like a, very much an aside uh but something happened at the end of this movie that i found very intriguing that it all goes unsaid basically um but in this one moment we get this portrait of like quiet as thoreau's called it you know men's quiet desperation uh <laughs> because uh we see Colin Quinn, Colin Quinn is at some point during the game, he gets berated by his wife and his wife just looks as opposed to anyone else in the movie. His wife just looks like a normal woman that you would see out in public or, you know, back when we had public events, you know, you'd see out in public or, uh, you know, you'd see at a bar or something like that. She just looks like a, like a, like a townie or something. She's just like someone who, you know, never left her hometown. And, She's like, you know, yelling at Colin Quinn about how, you know, she needs him to win this game. And he's just sort of like, all right, you know, I'm trying my best or whatever. And Sandler notices that. And then after that, uh, when he's like, Sandler like kind of decides, you can tell, to like miss the shot. You have this cutaway to Colin Quinn's wife and she just has this desperate look in her eyes like, oh, she needs this so so badly and so there's this weird like like we know why sandler's throwing the game as far as like okay like it's not that that's not what's important to me like let these guys have a victory but it's like the fact that like it's you get this glimpse of like how desperate and shitty and terrible colin quinn and his family's life is their lives are and so like okay i gotta throw them a bone i gotta give them you know i I gotta give them something because otherwise they've got nothing almost condescending uh to see like 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 that it's like oh sandler's like a huge hollywood big shot and all his friends clearly don't have to work or worry about their crippling alcoholism because they're friends with adam sandler and it's like adam sandler's character throwing a bone to like the 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 poor put upon like townies, like, Oh my God, like you have nothing. Let me magnanimously gift you this, the, you know, this victory. Um, but yeah, it was just like a like moment at the end where I was like, Oh, like there's some more shit going on underneath the, going on underneath the surface than, than I think anyone was aware of. Um, but who cares? Because fireworks finale, woohoo. Uh, everyone is uh, having fun on the beach watching, uh, you know, or having fun watching fireworks go off. Um, and uh, the movie basically ends with uh, David Spade deciding to play, um, uh, de- deciding to play uh, bow and arrow roulette again, arrow roulette uh, in the midst of this huge crowd, which is like, honestly, that's like psychotic behavior. That's like something the Joker would do, um, like fire an arrow into the air uh, in the midst of a crowd of like what looks to be 200, 300 people. Um, and everyone runs for their lives. Um, Adam Sandler's older son gets carried by Schneider's hot daughter. Um, Chris Rock's mother falls on her face. Um, and, uh, you know, Chris Rock looks really happy about that and excited. Um, and then the arrow falls, it lands on Steve Buscemi's foot and he screams, we win again. Uh, and then that's the end of grownups. We go straight to the producer credit for Adam Sandler, um, and Tim Hurley. Um, and, and everyone claps and eagerly awaits the time that they can watch all their best pals get together for a second time. Uh, and that is Grown Ups, folks. What did we think of this? I mean, we've already talked about it a lot, but what, what uh, you know, uh, we all we all enjoyed this movie, I think. Oh, yeah. It was a, it's a, was a pleasant little surprise to revisit it. Um, 
And, you know, as, uh, as we pointed out earlier, um, the timing of this couldn't be better. Um, it's nice just seeing these goofy people enjoying each other's company for 90 minutes in a movie that is defiantly, joyously, without much of a purpose. And that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, Austin, I know that when I first met you, like, or like one of the first, after I, like, one of the, early on when I knew you, I remember you talking about Grown Ups 2 and talking about it as like, you know, saying it was like American Graffiti or Days and Confused or whatever. And like, you know, I kind of laughed about it at the time, um, but like genuinely, I mean, that was about Grown Ups 2, but like something being this plotless and this aimless, um, in other movies, those would like those are definitely seen as like benefits, like or like mm-hmm. or like a, a credit to the movie. Where it's like it's not, it's not. I mean, your examples are not far fetched at all. But it's like you know, compare you know, doing this sort of like pretentious letterbox thing of comparing it to uh, you know, like art more like artsy movies or whatever. Like again, like that same tendency to just like, no, like let's let it all be about character, like not plot. Let's just like have them all like sort of be, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just a big hangout of a movie. That's all it is. It doesn't aspire to really being anything else. Like there's something that's why I don't, that's the main reason I can't really imagine how you could be that mad at this movie where it's like, look, it just doesn't ask that much of you or like, it's, it's not like, this is a movie that's like, so it's like the deaf at worst it's harmless. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that it's, and at best it does give that vibe of like, okay, like it's just a bunch of people who enjoy each other's company hanging out. We don't get any bullshit about like, oh no, we got to win the big game or the, the, we're going to lose our house or whatever. Like, um, you know, there's nothing, there's none of that, even, even that minimal amount of drama that sometimes like you look at your watch when it's like, okay, how much more do we have in this movie? Like, okay. Like, I guess they got to do this and they got to blah, blah, blah. Like none of that is in this. It's just like scene at aimless scene after aimless scene of like, let's all just hang and roast each other. For uh, sure. And it's, and it's, it's kind of delightful. And it's all those. And again, it, it's all those like kind of brief, simple, but effective cutaways to people laughing um, at the jokes after they're delivered. Like if those, like if that choice wasn't made, then yeah, maybe this movie would be a sort of like unbearable as people accuse it of being, but because they're, you know, they're, they, they emphasize the camaraderie and the, simple laughter and enjoyment that they're all taking in each other. That makes it, you know, in turn a very pleasant watch and hangout. Yeah. Um, Austin, you, I mean, you, I know you, you prefer the second one to this, right? Um, you know, I, at this moment, I think so. Um, I, the curious thing is I didn't actually like this one whenever I first saw it. Uh, uh-huh. I didn't like, I didn't like it. I liked it. I liked the second one. Uh, more uh so yeah it's like i'll be curious to see the second one is just i mean it just doubles down on this whole like concept it's just another it's like the last day of school it's like like another just hanging out one day it's all in one day yeah that's i guess that's why the comparison uh for like american graffiti and stuff where it's like that's that is what's different from this one like the one day conceit yeah but uh yeah, no, I uh, I like the second one more for some odd reason. The the weird thing, the weird thing about the second one is I want to say I, I was talking about this earlier. I want to say that movie is two hours and like five minutes. It, I wow. could be wrong. 
I could be wrong, um, but it is not short. It's uh, yeah, because what? Because this one was hour forty. Okay, it's exactly an hour and forty-one. Same exact time frame. Wow. It, it might it might just be that these movies both feel long because they're not going anywhere. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's the amble. Yeah, which uh, I did think it crazy that like once the credits started rolling, I was like, "There's six minutes of credits. This feels insane." <laughs> well, yeah, he had to put all his friends in there. Yeah, um, I um, so I I did want to um, read very briefly from Roger Ebert's review, which is more he gave it two out of four, but he like that's that's probably on the high end of critical responses to this movie. Um, but he says his first paragraph is, um, grownups is a pleasant, genial, good hearted, sometimes icky comedy. That's like spending a weekend with well-meaning people. You don't want to see again anytime real soon. <laughs> they're, they're the kind of people where in the car driving home, you ask, what was that all about? Try to imagine the three stooges slapping each other's faces with dehydrated reconstituted bananas. No, really. Um, and then let's see, we have, um, uh, da, da, da. what's okay. Uh, what's strange is how laid back it all is. The five old pals at times sound positively like they're idly remembering old times. Lots of stuff seems intended only to be president, uh, to be pleasant. When it looks like Sandler and his wife will be given the bedroom with the water mattress, for example, he says, no, nah, let the kids all share it. Does that sound like the setup for a joke? There isn't one. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Uh, he also says the direction by Dennis Dugan never overcomes the ungainly size of the cast. It's such a challenge to keep all the characters alive that he sometimes sometimes does round robins of reaction shots, a fatal strategy when it comes to timing. Uh, some of the dialogue is broken into one shots. Some of the character spin stretches merely responding. It's all, as I said, pleasant and good natured, but it feels too much as if all these nice people are trying to keep the conversation going. Uh, a comedy it is, but the hangover or death at a funeral, it isn't. It's like, well, okay, I'd much rather watch the, I'd much rather watch this again than either of the hangover movies um, again. But that's, you know, that's me. Uh, this isn't, this isn't our Todd Phillips podcast. Um, but I do think Austin that uh, I hear what you're saying about grownups too, because that's sort that's like me. And um, it, it sounds a lot like my, uh, my reaction to, the first two Transformers films where I like watch the first one and I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing here. And then I watch the second one and most people like despise it, but I'm just like, no, this is so much more what you were trying to do with the first one where it's like, you just push it all to such a degree that it's like, it's damn near abstract or like art, like, like art, like it's outside the realm of like blockbusters. It almost becomes like, like, <laughs> like European or like art film. Like, yeah. <laughs> You definitely could. You definitely push this so far that it's become unlike the genre that you've set it in. It's just like, what is this? Yeah, I, I can't wait to revisit it for that. Um, just to re like, because it's been a few years since I've seen it, but like, it it's just so different. Um, yeah, and like, there's a certain moment too where I started to notice like these movies are like void of like any like the sound in them changes. Like a sound designer like went off and just like started just like inserting just like silence it, it's weird it really it really enters in that second one where like watching it in movie theater i was like he's virtually silent right now 
the the scene where I I do remember it's been a while since I've watched well I've only, I've actually only ever seen Grown Ups two in like bits and pieces I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it conclusively start to finish which I'll do for this podcast but I do remember that scene at the beginning in Kmart where there's they spend so much time in Kmart and it just seems like there's like all this dead space between their lines where it's like or like in between things they do at Kmart so it's like they have a go have an interaction with Shaquille O'Neal. And then they move over, and it's just like, but it's like, you feel, feel this, the silence is there. Um, yeah, it's wild. I, I am I am very, very much looking forward to watching Grown Ups 2 now after revisiting Grown Ups 1. Um, I'm, I'm very curious about, like, what the, well, A, I just found out two things about this movie. Uh, I'm very curious about what the, like, uh... Um, what Norm Macdonald's role was in this movie. Because apparently he's been cut out. Like, that one scene that we saw, he had a whole character in all these different, like, scenes in this movie. Yeah. So I'm very curious to go look at that. Because uh, yeah, he shows but... up, he shows up, like, in that early scene where, like, they arrive at the at the church for the funeral. He's, uh-huh. like, in as early as that. Wow. Like, worth, uh... For what's worth, I'm currently watching the uh, outtakes and deleted scenes on the Blu-ray. I haven't gotten to anything with Norm yet, but if he's there, I will report back. There's a there's a on the Blu-ray. There's actually like a whole section that's just called like the Norm Macdonald files or something like that. Oh, cool. Uh, oh, that's cool. The, the lost tapes of Norm Macdonald. <laughs> uh, yeah. The other the other thing I found out this movie was originally titled The Lake House. Ah. <laughs> Isn't that the Keanu Reeves Sandra Bullock yeah. movie? Yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this movie, uh, to, to much, to much, to everyone's consternation, this movie came out summer of 2010. It made a buttload of money. Like this was sort of like him rebounding after funny people where funny people, it was like, Oh, is the Sandler magic gone? Like, can he not open a movie anymore? And then grownups came out and it just like, uh, you know, it did crazy good business. Obviously they made a sequel years later, um, I did grownups. Did it open against? No, it didn't. I was going to say maybe it opened against in, Inception. Um, <laughs> it was it was in the same summer. I want to see. Uh, I'm going to look up what because I remember this summer. Um, but uh, yeah, and as we've already talked about, I mean, people were people were super down on it, which is like which is pretty silly. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that. Uh, I mean, as we, we sort of talked about this, Austin, like, it looks better than a lot of the Dennis Dugan movies. Like, he did try to, like, like I don't know, like, it made $162 million domestic. So, like, people liked this movie. It uh, it, 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 it did big business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like it opened against uh, Toy Story 3, which it opened already uh, the week before. But it opened against Night and Day. I, oh, I there you go. I don't remember very many people seeing that movie. No, uh, no, not at all. Um, yeah, it opens against night and day and, um, let's see. Yeah. Wow. I guess, wow. They must've really cleared the deck for grownups because, uh, that's showing. Okay. Yeah. Night and day, night and day opened like a few days earlier, but otherwise Toy Story three was a week old, but the bit, the only two movies that opened that day were grownups two and, uh, grownups and night and day. So that's interesting. Um, but, uh, what else what else what else what else i think i had something else here apparently not yeah i mean uh i would love to i need to watch 
those Norm Macdonald scenes. Um, I don't know what else. What you know, it, it did super well. What else is there to say about this movie? Oh, uh, of course we have to do our categories. But uh, anything else? Any other uh, uh, sentiments about Grown Ups? Hated then, very pleasant now. That's 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 what I got. It was a uh, you know, it's kind of like known as one of the real like redhead stepchilds of Sandler's career. At least that's how it was received at the time. And now you watch it, and it's um, a very pleasant diversion during these fraught times. So. Well done, Sandman. As usual, as usual, you were um, ahead of the curve. You were, you know, two steps ahead of us all. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I mean, I definitely. Uh, it, it it cannot be overstated how how much better it plays now than it you know I, I I imagine it did back then. But also, as I alluded to at the beginning, I do think that this movie is sort of like a weird. Uh, in a different in a different way than funny people it's sort of a rosetta stone for sandler like i think i i think weirdly what i'm sort of getting at is that like if you put funny people and grown-ups together that's sort of adam sand like th- those might be if someone could only watch two adam sandler movies to get the whole sweep of his career that I mean, that, that leaves out certain things. Like, you don't get any super funny voices or characters the way that you have in Billy Madison or whatever. Like, and that's a big part of his repertoire as well. But, like, autobiographically for Adam Sandler, I think the one-two punch of funny people and grown-ups, like, would would be, like, probably the best double feature you could do, in, in my opinion. For sure, because you're kind of covering all bases with those two movies. They're sort of in their own different ways sort of statements of purpose i suppose yeah totally um yeah i don't know austin you still uh you you still just uh you liked it better than last time or when you first saw it yeah um yeah i it has grown on me uh no no puns or anything intended but yeah Uh um yeah it grew on me i don't know maybe i'm I'm at a different place in life this was a this is the 10-year anniversary of Grown Ups. Uh, so right. we got we got to remember to celebrate that later this summer. Absolutely, uh, yeah. And our our original our original plan uh, for Grown Ups Two was to it, something we explicitly legally cannot do now. Um, our original plan was we had a notion of getting all the guests that we had on before like in one space uh and like try to like record like that was an idea that had been floated. But now maybe we'll just try to get like Skype reactions from everybody who we've ever interviewed uh on this uh you know within reason like give give give, you know make it a party atmosphere for grown-ups to uh you know remotely um so but of course before we leave we do have to touch uh we have to touch bases with the uh categories that we always hit so uh we've got slumming love interest we've got uh product placement watch and we've got sandler squad uh slumming love interest uh, there's four of them. I guess they're are they're all slumming love interests, like Salma Hayek, Maria Bella, uh, Joyce Van Patten. Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, I mean Joyce Van Patten, because as Ebert said, that relationship seems to be like genuinely loving, and like it, they sell it in a weird way. Um, maybe she it's doesn't not- get included in that. If I wouldn't like want to call them slumming love interests, like we're like, I don't think we're in Kate Beckinsale and click territory here. I would say that they're all being very good sports 
<laughs> in this movie. Um, yeah. And um, like as kind of like dumb of a joke as it is, I do like that bit when they're all kind of ogling like the hot guy at the water park. He comes up and he's sort of high pitched Canadian. I like that they all get to have like a moment basically like that the other guys get to have the entire movie. They get to have a bit where they're all razzing together and just sort of cutting up and like something that's like a, like a moment that's just theirs. In other words. Yeah. I agree with you on that. That's um, that, that does mitigate it a little bit, but you also like, I, I think now when I think about like slumming love interest, it, like Kate Beckinsale is the one. I also think of like, like w- uh, Wilma in uh, the Flintstones where it's just like the quintessential, like why would this woman be with this man right. type thing? And it's like, and that's like Selma Hayek, uh, Selma Hayek and Maria Bello. And uh, yeah, Maya Rudolph. It, 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 I mean, Maya Rudolph, maybe she's a little bit more of an edge case too, but it's definitely like uh, an example of like, okay, like Selma Hayek, like you in real life are married to like a prince or something or like an oil baron, whatever it is. Um, And like, and like, Oh, like, and in this, and in the reality of this movie, you absolutely could get, make that happen too. Cause you look like Selma Hayek. Um, Or also for what it's worth, there's some very good Maya Rudolph, um, like outtakes on the uh, little blooper reel on the Blu-ray, just her basically riffing like lines and doing multiple takes of little jokes. Um, It's good stuff. I love Maya Rudolph and it's always fun to see her, yeah, and really, really anything, but it's it's fun to see her a part of this group. Absolutely. Um, and so then you have we've got uh, Sandler Squad, uh, we've got uh, Colin Quinn, we've got Jonathan Lawfren, we've got uh, Steve Buscemi, we've got Dan Patrick, uh, and then we have uh, oh Tim Meadows, uh, Tim Hurley is there. Uh, we've got as the pastor, we've got Norm Macdonald. Um, and then we have all the people like, uh, you know, who I, it's a little weird when they just, like, if they just showed up for grownups too, like they're technically in the squad. So it's, you know, Maria Bello and, uh, and, uh, Selma Hayek and Maya Rudolph, uh, you know, all, all these, all these people return for the sequel. Um, let's see, is, am I forgetting anybody? Did I leave anyone out of, of Sandler squad? I think that's did it. We, did we say Blake Clark? No, we didn't. You're right. Okay. Blake Clark. Um, a very important one. Um, you got Dugan, who's uh, Dennis dire- Dugan, directing and tiny role. That's uh, right. Um, uh, his wife is in it. I, I yes, barely, I barely Jack- saw her. Jackie Sandler at the game at the end. Yeah. Yeah, she's real blinking. You miss it, but like she's definitely there. Um, and you have I think. Yeah, I think those are those are definitely the ones that jump out. Um, if we missed any, we will correct in another episode. When um, was the last? When was the last time that we saw Alan Covert? I feel like he went from being in everything and then just. It, yeah, now he's just producing because he's not in. He's not in bedtime stories. I don't think he's not in. Uh, he's not in Funny People. He's definitely not there. I don't think he's in Zohan either. Wow. So maybe would doing it be... a. Maybe doing Grandma's Boy just kind of took the acting bug out of his system. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Like, that's that's very uh, – that's actually very interesting because I noticed him as a producer, and I was like, oh, that's funny. You know, that's cool. Um, but, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I realize that we haven't seen him in quite some time. Let's see. He – okay, he technically – that's right. He's the Ferrari guy in Bedtime Stories – and he's he plays Steve, and I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. So technically, we did see him two movies ago, okay. but 
not a big part, not anything that we remembered. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, so, and then none, I mean, like, uh, Peter Dante isn't there, anything like that. It's just, uh, you know, uh, Alan Covert, very, uh, quite, quite absent. Uh, he's in Grown Ups too, though, as hippie teacher. Okay. Um, and then we have product placement watch and I could have missed some and I'm including some of the things that they talked about just because they did talk about them several times. Uh, but I got Coca-Cola, Lipton iced tea, Kentucky fried chicken, Applebee's, George Foreman grill, Sprite, Skippy Oreos or Skippy peanut butter and Oreos. Sorry. Uh, Burger King, Fanta, Dasani, uh, Honey Bunches of O's, Fruity Pebbles, uh, Snickers, and Reese's Pieces. Um, I Cadillac. This Cadillac, that's right. Cadillac's in there. Did you mention Coke? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, I also saw some Budweiser Select in there. That's right. You got Budweiser. Um, we got KFC, right? Yes. Um, the kids go. explicitly... I mean, this is an edge case. The kids... Explicitly mentioned both uh, PlayStation Three and the Wii. Uh, there's a joke. There's a joke about the Wii where he's like, "You can't make bank shots on the Wii," and uh, Kevin James is like, "Well, then you should Wii turn it for a Wii fund." And we all laugh. Um, uh, you've got um, yeah, you got so that's it. You got Waterwiz, Cape Cod's only water oh, park. Oh right, that's right. Waterwiz didn't did not realize until this episode that that's a real place. So. Uh, that definitely gets included there, um, but yeah, I think that I think that does it for the product placement. Uh, unless there's anything I'm forgetting, um, bunion rings are not a real thing, so they were invented for this movie. Anyone? Any? Anything else? I think that's. I think that's it. It's yeah. A, it's a long list. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and it had been a minute since we had like a real good run of Sandler product placement. So it doesn't get it doesn't get worked into the narrative the way that you know like the McDonald's and Big Daddy uh, is or like the Hooters and Blended. But um, we wait a minute. I forgot. Sorry, I just realized I said that Dennis Dugan directed everyone except for That's My Boy and Pixels, but he did not direct bl- Blended. That's a Karachi joint. So uh, my apologies. Want to want to want to uh, you know make up for that mistake. Um, there's but a bit yeah, more of a, I, uh, sorry. Uh, there's a, there's some more of an, of an emotional warmth to the blended. Uh, that's more indicative of, of the oeuvre of Karaki as opposed to Dugan. Yes, uh, indeed. Um, so I think that does it for our episode on grownups. Um, thank you so much for bearing with us in this, you know, in this time, uh, you know, with the, we're still working out all the technical kinks and I'm sure we'll work on it some more before our next recording. Um, but it's been really great, uh, speaking for myself, it's been great to sort of get back into the flow of things here, um, you know, get some, restore a little bit of normalcy uh, in the midst of all that. And, and hopefully, ideally, you know, anyone out there listening to this, you know, the hope is that, uh, you know, that it, this episode will serve as that for you as well. Like it's a little bit of a, a little bit of comfort. Um, I had a blast watching this movie. And if you're feeling down or blue uh, or lonesome uh, in in self isolation and social distancing, um, grown ups is weirdly uh, a a very refreshing uh, tonic to all that right now. What do you guys think? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, it couldn't have. Uh, yeah, timing was 
unfortunate but welcome on this one i had a real nice time <laughs> watching it um i honestly will probably watch this one again um at some point this week just like if i'm like putz around the morning making coffee I, I'll, I'll have it on again and i look forward to jumping into grown-ups too soon as well absolutely yeah the uh the only thing this movie makes me sad for is like man i really want to go outside yeah. yeah, be in this yeah. everything they're doing, but you know it's a good like escapism to kind of be with them, having all their great times outdoors. In, yeah, with, that... with their community, <laughs> their family. Yeah. yeah, but you know, if this is a time when uh, the three of us, as well as people listening, all of our friends and family, this is the time when we have to stay inside for the greater good. Then, well. We have, what, at least eight Sandler movies on Netflix to peruse from? And that's just Netflix. So uh, we'll be in good oh, yeah. company at least. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah what's the, what do we have next? Is it uh, Just Go With It? The next one is Just Go With It, yes. Just Go oh, With yeah. It. Jack and, we got – so it's it's interesting. Like the, 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 the episodes that we have coming up are – we. it's weird that we only have so many movies until he goes to Netflix. Um, and we've been doing this podcast for a, a year now. Um, but we have, um, let's see, we've got Just Go With It, we've got Jack and Jill, we've got That's My Boy, we've got Grown Ups 2, we've got Blended, and then we have Pixels, and that ends, Pixels is the last wide release, until Uncut Gems, that was the last wide release Adam Sandler movie in theaters. Wow. Um, so yeah, so uh, fascinating stuff, it's an interesting era for his career um a lot of honestly uh won't spoil which ones i i believe this about but a lot of good like a lot of gems in there not just uncut gems like there's there's some pre his pre-netflix period and then going into his netflix period there's some movies in there that are unsung let's just say that i look forward to making my case for just go with it um which is overlong and certainly suffers from like late era Dennis Dugan joint ism, but at the heart of it is a really good screwball like comedy with between Sandler and Aniston. And I look forward to revisiting that one. Awesome. Well, on that note, we are going to end this episode of the Billy Gilmore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I am Wilson Smith. This is Chris Giles and Austin Culp. And we will catch you next time for just go with it. Take care, stay healthy, stay sane. We love you all.